Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John JJ Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar De Jesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. This week, you guys already made me break freaking John over there with that making faces. <laughs> we talk about the Western show experience, and we finish answering Mark's questions on starting in the pool industry. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast the podcast where it's all pool talk and we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and trading in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, PoolInvoice.com, and Blu-ray Excel. We want to thank them for their continued support. Zach, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Oh, there it is, huh? <laughs> Oh, we're already off to play a great... it, John. Play it, John. Play it closer to the mic. <laughs> okay. Full exposure here to everybody that's listening. So right before we go through our ritual chatting and kind of prepping and doing our mic checks and stuff like that, I was having a problem and I go, let me drop and then we'll kind of reconnect. And then I accidentally hit record. <laughs> And we left the video up, so go check it out on Facebook or at YouTube, and you will catch Zach's laugh like this. Play it, John. <laughs> that was no laugh. <laughs> that was my fear yell. That was sheer fear yeah. right there. But that, to me, sounds like the penguin from Batman. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know where that came You look from. at Zach, right? And he's like, manly man, right? Big, long beard. Hardcore. that is gonna be that is gonna become the next like perfect meme john we're gonna start the pool nation awards and we're gonna start the pool nation awards and and zach's voice (laughs) 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 it's it's nice to be back it's nice to be back Now, nice to be back with you guys now that you're back from your patient. I heard it was a really just a relaxing time over there. Low stress, not a lot going on. But in seriousness, exactly. it sounded like an awesome show. And I'm bummed that I didn't make it this year, but definitely next year I'm going to be there. So can't wait to hear more about it. It was a great show, Hanya. It was great. I'm just pissed. I mean, we haven't talked to Zach and done a video in like God knows how many months now. And he literally has a 42 second good morning not even 42 seconds so i'm a little bummed so uh, for me i'm just glad to have zach back because i missed him dearly Uh, we did have a great time but we felt like something was missing and it was you brother but we know you we stayed home for a great reason and next year we're looking forward to having you there because we did have a hell of a time and it was crazy i mean the turnout was amazing over nine thousand people that showed up to the show which was badass and i think there was over four thousand people that signed up and took classes. Edgar and I, we had our little show. We did our classes and I think it went really well. I enjoyed the hell out of it and talking to people and, you know, having heart to heart conversations with each and every one of you that came up and talked to us and was genuine, asked questions. And I think we made some progress. We met some people, made some contacts, networked. Overall, it was a win-win in our situation. I mean, in my point of view. So I look forward to many more of them. Yes, definitely. That was a great show. We hit it on a lot of things that I didn't even expect that were going to happen, John, but they happened. I also got exercise in too. 
I didn't. I, I never thought I'd. Uh, I'm never going to hear the I, end I of this one, out. Zach. No, I didn't think I would have had a chance to work. I got cardio and it was unexpected, but I came through. I pulled through for Team Pool Nation. It was, I think I ran. He did I don't the know, relay. Two miles. You're yeah. going to have to pretty, explain. Cool. So, oh. John, just, I mean, Zach, just to let you know, he literally ran like maybe 200 meters over to the hotel and then came back because it's like right next to the thing. But he came back like, cuss, like cussing ass. at me, like, I don't run for dude, anybody. My ass. It was like San Francisco, dude. It was this, <laughs> the grade going up that damn hill. Are you kidding me? I literally was almost on on all fours trying to get traction because it was unbelievable, the grade or how steep it was. It was crazy. Absolutely. Hey, big shout out over here to everybody that's listening live. First response, big shout out to you. It was great meeting you out at the show. Zach, he's exaggerating a little bit. Janie, I know that you're on live, and so you could tell me if I'm exaggerating or not, but Zach, it's like the hotel is like right next to the convention center. So, of course, I left the tablet, which had our grip for the awards. I was panicking, John, so I appreciate you kind of running out there to do that. That was big time, so I appreciate that. Yep. John's, no like, problem. John's like, yeah, you made me run, you bastard. That's all that matters. Would have been, could have been my last run or my last act on this <laughs> earth, but I risked it all for you. Uh, for me. I, for, for everybody. everybody. For every, I haven't ran like builders. that in probably 20 years. Yeah. No, there was, it could, Zach, it was crazy. There was this big hill that you have to run up. It's like a block away, but it's like a big city block, but it's up a hill. I thought John ran out, jumped in the truck, drove up there, drove back. No, he on foot and he just like took off running. In Crocs um, too, huh? In Crocs, yes. So that was huge, John. That was huge. Well, that was a deciding factor. If I wasn't in my Crocs, I wouldn't have ran. I knew with my Crocs, I'd be light on my feet and I'd be able to make it. So <laughs> it worked out. Oh, man. Robert, big shout out. Good morning out there to you, buddy. It was crazy. But you know what? We did that part, John. We kind of got it out of the way. I think they went well. A lot of connections with a lot of the builders. I think I'm going to go out this week and kind of hand deliver a couple of the awards, which I think will be kind of cool. That's, of course, if they have me, right? Because I could probably call and they'd probably be like, eh, just mail it. You know, you don't need to kind of come and hang out with us over here, <laughs> right? But John, I love getting out to the show. Like you said, the attendance was crazy. I really enjoyed getting together with everybody. And being able to meet in person and then meeting a lot of new people, people that took our classes and came by the booth, first responses on here. We met Larry, we met a whole bunch of people out there. I think the classes went really well and it even fired us up even more because we see even more opportunities that are available. But we did miss you, Sack, because there was a lot of things that- well, Look, I got to go make a confession here and I yeah, ain't yeah, telling anybody this. Go ahead, go ahead. And I'm going to say this Don't so tell Zach anybody. knows how much he was missed. I, there was a couple times, I think from the side or from that, or while I was sitting down or looking, I had a couple people brush by me, put their hand on my back and say, hey, Zach. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> really? For real? Zach? I mean, all that means is, huh? Twins. We must be some good looking dudes yeah. <laughs> because, you know, for sure. So, yeah, um, they said, hey, Zach. And I'm like, oh, what was your I, response? I said, hey, what's up? <laughs> My my question is is I want to know how many times it was said that Zach would be just stressing out right now. Oh, well, that, was that was a lot. Hey, that was a lot. We wish Zach was here. You know what I mean? Well, at right least now. well, at least you guys. I mean, I wish Zach was here, but you know, having you guys here is acceptable, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, it's, oh man, it's almost there. You guys are almost, almost there. Almost. But, you know, Zach yeah. is that missing part yeah. that just. Oh, uh, we really came to see of, Zach, and then people would walk away. So that's, so that's when we decided, Zach, that, you know, you complete us. That's what we learned <laughs> from the show, that we can be individuals, but you complete us. For we sure. We appreciate that. So, And Janie did say it in the classroom when we were doing the classes. Janie did say, oh, my God, if Zach were here, he would freak out. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. And then you would be all natural like you normally are. Uh, and we go from there. So. Well, yeah. And then from what I heard, though, feedback, especially from Edgar, because he was like nudging me that I was talking too much during the classes. So I think you would have been safe because I would have taken up the whole friggin' course just yapping. Zach, we had a strategic branding class that we did. Edgar was pissed. And... So I had, how many slides did I have, John? You had like, like 52 slides, dude. I had, so, I'm, so it's a 40 my, 45 minute class. And this is by, you know, the first one, John was kind of finding his rhythm and he was doing his thing. The second one, it was longer, so it was easier. And then we kind of came back to the third branding class. And then 
John jumped in and he goes on this you know big rant like he does and he goes, well, yeah, I'm not going to continue kind of going on the rant, but one more thing. So, uh, and all of a sudden I look over at the watch and like 20 minutes had gone by and he's still on his rant. I look at my watch and he calls me out in front of everybody. Are you freaking kidding me? You looking at your watch? <laughs> Oh yeah, it was bad. And I'm trying to interact and I'm having, I'm answering questions and stuff like that. And then Edgar is, I'm like up on this like podium area, sitting down at a table, hand, you know, doing the click, or I don't know what the hell I was doing back there. It's kind of weird. I should have been up front with you, to, you know, come to think of it. But Edgar's down there and he's kind of clicking away, talking about McDonald's and Starbucks and shit, right? And go, going off about the coffee. And we literally have 10 minutes left and he's trying to fly through these slides. I've gotten through like four slides, Zach, Dude, four slides go, in the 45 yeah. minutes. <laughs> and I go, Edgar, I go, hold on, Edgar. I go, there's some questions. He's like, no, I got to get through these slides. He's telling me under his breath. And how <laughs> like, was totally pissed at me. He's like, shut up, John. I don't even want to hear your voice. What was Deborah in the oh back was like going to John? Cut it. You guys oh, yeah. need no. to stop. Yeah. She was in the back kind of giving us yeah. the signal that we were out of time and we hadn't even finished it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, look at that. The best part was smashing through like 10 more slides right at the end. <laughs> First response. Cause Zach, <laughs> Zach, that's what we had to do is at the end, like I needed to kind of get, so we powered through like 10 of those slides. Boom, 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 boom. So I'm just doing the math. 52 slides, 45 minutes. That's like how many seconds a slide. That's you got some material to yeah. go through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I exaggerate. I think there was like 20 oh, okay. on that one or 20 it's, it's 25 but, slides on but, that one, but we put some bonus ones. So we didn't have to get through all the 25. It was just in case we had time, but John let me get through four. So anyways, but yeah. You know what? They were freaking awesome no matter what, just yeah. the, the thing. And so if you would have been there, it would have been even better because we would have been able to even throw another spin into it. So Next time, for sure. Next time. All right, guys, let's do this. Before we get started, I want to talk about a couple things. One is if you have questions that you want us to answer on the Instagram Live or the podcast, go to poolnation.com. There's a big button up at the top that says submit question. Click on that. You can submit your questions and we will answer them on here live. And I'm getting a heads up over here that slides were top notch, by the way. I appreciate that. I spent some good they time. Were. I spent some good time on those bad boys. No, he did. And I understand why Edgar was like a little frustrated because when you looked at those slides, it was like Fortune 500 quality type slot. I mean, it was a great presentation. It looked good. The material was spot on. It was perfect. And Edgar put a lot of time and effort into it. And then just to see me piss it away after a year's <laughs> worth of preparation. I kind of get it. You know, it's like, damn, man. Like, shit, dude. I literally spent, you know, how much money and time putting this shit together. And then here this joker's up here. He won't shut the hell up. <laughs> Let me click through these goddamn things. We'll give you some credit because they were throwing some questions out at you that were like solid questions that we could have just spent the whole time answering those questions because they were good, solid questions. So guys, if you have questions, go on there, submit those. We'll answer anything that you want, whether it's water chemistry, business, if we repair, whatever, if we need to find somebody to answer, just submit the question. We'll take care of it for you. The next thing that we're doing is a financial business class. For those of you that are interested, you can go to poolnation.com. You can go to the financial business training right there and get the information. But that's the one where we talk about the different business types, the Pool Nation metrics, the common reasons why businesses smell, smell fail. <laughs> uh, why insurance is so important. We talk about billing software. We cover different terms in accounting. And basically, you bring all your numbers. You're going to put them into this software that we've created. It's going to create a profit and loss. And by the time that you leave, you're going to know exactly what your cost of service is. You're going to know your, your repair profits. And you're going to be able to kind of read that profit and loss. So go there, register, send us a message. The other thing that I want to do is congratulate the winners of the Pool Nation's top 25 pool builders of 2022. Big congratulations to all of you. We really enjoyed having the event out there. And then the last thing is the peer-to-peer -peer meeting. For those of you that want to join our peer-to-peer -peer meeting, go to poolnation.com. You can see the information there. We meet once a month. We talk about all your different business topics that you bring to the table. So anyways, I'm getting over here, killing it this morning, guys. Love listening. So uh, I got to go pick. ahead. Go ahead. I'm watching Facebook so I can keep up with the comment conversation. And it's got like subtitles going, right? And it, it censors 
it censors the explicitives. Really? <laughs> yes, John's talking, and it's like asterisk, 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 asterisk. Aster, aster, aster. It's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. <laughs> shit, 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 shit. We're gonna get banned from Facebook. Kind of. It's banned oh, it wrote some other word on there. All right, cool. Guys, let's jump back to our podcast. So the last time that we were live, we talked about Mark from San Diego and how he's trying to jump into the pool industry. And we didn't get to finish answering all the questions. So we're going to jump in. So I want to do a quick recap. And this is the message that he had sent. Hey, guys, I'm thinking of jumping into the pool business. And I have a lot of questions. I currently have a job, but really looking to work for myself. A buddy of mine has a pool business and tells me that last year was really tough in the industry, but he loves it and says that he does really well. He turned me to your podcast and I have been listening to all of them and currently on number 30, that's where he was last time, where you talk about increasing rates and the impact of your profit. I really have been geeking out on your podcast because of the business talk. So these are the questions that we answered last week. One of them was how many pools am I really going to be able to do in a day? Two, what other areas of revenues does pool service provide? Third, how much money can I make just as a pool guy doing my own pools? And the third one, which I thought was a great one, which was what three main areas should I focus on when starting my pool business? So for those of you listening, if you want to get the answers to those, go back and listen to the last podcast. Today, we continue the conversation for the rest of Mark's questions. And so, Zach, I'll start with you. The first one, how much life-work balance does a pool service industry provide? So as a kind of an interesting question to think about, I don't, I mean, it, it depends. And I don't think that I've personally figured out a true work-life balance and it's going to come down to your lifestyle and the requirements of your lifestyle, I think. And if you live in a minimalist lifestyle, it could be the perfect opportunity to go do your thing. You have the f- you said lifestyle like eight times in three sentences right there. That's because that's what it's really all about. John is your lifestyle, yeah. and it is. But if you, for real, if you're like a minimalist, you got all the flexibility. You plan your schedule how you want. I've talked to guys that they surf or something, and it's like they schedule to where they don't work Thursday afternoon and Friday and they just do whatever they want. But I feel in order to get that like true, I guess what we probably think of that real work-life balance to where, you know, your machine is running and you're really kind of backing out of it, you've got a lot of work to do and you got to put a team in place to take a lot of that workload. And I think even in that case, the workload doesn't become much lighter. I think it just becomes different. You have different responsibilities, different stressors and things like that. But I really don't know. What about you, John? What do you think? I'll give a short answer here. And I think it's a simple answer. It's one of the beautiful things about the pool industry, you can have as much or as little as you want. That's the beauty of being your own boss. And you can take on as many clients, you can do as much work as you need to do, and you can, or do as much work as you don't need to do, or however you want to look at it. It's up to you. But what I will say is, it is easy to chase that paper, right? Or to chase that money or to chase that dream and to lose focus of why you're doing all of this. Everybody has their own intentions and their own goals and their own reasoning behind why they're they're doing what they're doing or why they're working so hard. You know, it's different. Some person might be single, right? Someone has a family. Someone doesn't have a family. Someone doesn't want to be around. Someone's married. Somebody doesn't want to be around their wife and wants to work all the time. I don't know. You know, whatever your intentions are, you can achieve it in the pool industry. You can work as little or as hard as you want and still be successful at it. So I don't know if that answers the question, but I've thought about this myself and I've gone down the path of where I've I've been imbalanced with work and not just in the pool industry, but in my prior life. And that's why I took a step back and I explored new options and kind of hold the, re- the whole reason why I got into, pool, into the pool industry. And to be funny, even though I've learned lessons like we all do in life, nobody's perfect. And as we started growing with my company and as we started building, I you know, just this last year, we've noticed that our life work balance has gotten back out of whack again. And here I go again, working six, seven days a week. What I escaped, what I tried escaping from before that was, I wanted to put a stop to that wasn't good for my family. 
And as of late, and especially this last year, we pumped on the brakes. And like I said, with owning your own business in the pool industry and being that business owner, you're able to make that decision, right? You can make that decision to pump the brakes and take a step back and rebalance your life. When you work for somebody else and you're working a W-2 job or working for a big corporation, you don't have that luxury, especially if you're in a bigger position or higher paying position and you have a lot of responsibility and you've people have grown accustomed to that type of work ethic where you go above and beyond. And then now when you pump the brakes and you kind of go back, then people are looking at, oh, John's losing his focus or John's not, you know, giving a 150% all the time and where you don't have that luxury in that environment. But we're blessed as a small business owner, especially in the pool industry where we can do that. So hopefully that answered it. No, that was perfect. That was awesome. You know, to you me, like that commentary in between the answer, you're gonna have a hard time editing that shit out. Oh, that's a piece of cake. Don't worry about it. Gotcha, brother. <laughs> you're used you, to it, you, right? You, you do your thing. Well, you do your thing. I, you do you. I do me. <laughs> yeah, right. You, I just wonder, out of all the hours of talking, how much actually got put onto the podcast? Because I don't listen to the podcast when it gets posted, and I and I and the reason why I don't is because I think after the few that I listened to, I was just like, damn, dude, Edgar, you cut half the shit I set out. So I don't do that anymore. And I just kind of let you roll with it. I have full and complete trust in, in what you put out there, Edgar. Yeah, for the most part, I leave it all in. I know. For the most, most part. Of especially, the and especially and, yeah, yeah, like sometimes we'll have a podcast where you'll drop one or two shits and that's it. But then we'll have yeah. another one where you drop the B, the BS word probably six times. So by the sixth time, I'm like, okay, let's cut three of them out and only leave three of them in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Some point we're going to get a letter from Apple kind of going, you guys have been banned from the, you know, Apple podcast and Google and we get a letter from the CC. No, you know, for this one to me. So when I came from the hotel industry and I came over to work doing pools, one of the main factors was that. So I shared the story. My wife was pregnant with Sienna, which is my second daughter. And I had two stints where I traveled six months at a time. And I would leave either every Sunday or every Monday at four o'clock in the morning. And I'd arrive at LAX at nine o'clock at night. So by the time I got home, all the kids were asleep. So finding something that was going to provide me some flexibility was super important to me. And that was one of the main factors. I wanted to be able to have something where I could either be done early enough and be able to pick up the kids and spend time with them and go to all their school events and all that because they grow up fast. The beauty of the pool business is you really can build that business around your personal needs and you can shape that to allow you to do that. And then as the kids got bigger and then I was home all the time, then I was able to kind of obviously start to pick up and do more pools and still be done and still be present. I think it's a great business from that standpoint and you can kind of tailor it to whatever those needs are. And the beauty of it, guys, is, you know, our lives change along the road. And so our needs are different. And the beauty of it is you can make your business adapt to that. So that's one of the parts that I love about it. Next question. One of my big concerns is leaving a paycheck for the unknown. And this is one of the things that I think about the most. So what would you say to that, Zach? Well, I guess when we started, it was a little bit different because for Justin and I, we were already broke and didn't have anything going on. We didn't have too much responsibility in the form of family or home or things like that. So no one was really counting on us to make it work. But I think if we were to go through it again in you know our current situations with families, there would be a lot more planning that went into it, right? Just really making sure that we had a very detailed plan. We'd want to pencil it out and then crunch the numbers against the plan. I'm really big on that. I'm more of an analytical type person. So I would want to crunch worst case scenario, best case scenario, and then see if where we fall in between and if that works. And if the plan didn't make sense, then you try to readjust it, tweak it and go. But I think it's a big step. But if you have a plan, if you have goals, if you have a direction and everything is signaling that it's going to work, then why not go for it? And then what about you, John? Because obviously you came from a big, huge retailer. You were, you know, managing a big company and you're doing the same thing. You're kind of cutting off that paycheck and now you're going to start into the pool business. So should he be concerned about that? Well, hell yeah. You know, if you don't fear something, you don't respect it. Right. And it was a big jump, man. I was the youngest general manager in the company. I was making about $200,000 a year 
and this was 20 years ago, not 20 years ago, but 15 years ago, almost 20 years ago, right? So that was a lot of money. I had everything, everything going for me, but money isn't everything, you know, if for us, that's what it's important. I, and I figured that out quickly and I'm glad I did because it was the best decision I ever made in my life. And it is tough and it's scary as shit, man. It, man, it's scary, especially with kids in a family. You know, when you're young and you don't have much and you can take those chances with less consequences, then by all means, go for it and do it, right? Because you just get back up and go. But when you have the responsibility of other human beings that live and depend on you to help guide them through this world, that's tough. And to take a ballsy move like that and to get out of your comfort zone just takes a lot of balls. It really does. But it's a different breed, entrepreneurs and small business owners. It's not for everybody. That's why, no, that's why so many small businesses fail because the dream is big, but the reality is harsh. And if you don't stick through it and you're not built that way, chances are you're going to fail just like 90 some percent do within the first five years. But the reward is so worth it if you can stick through and make it through. I mean, it's, it, I'm not going to sit here and pretend and say, hey, oh no, everything's going to be good. I'll leave this. You know, I love listening to people talk. There's this one little outtake. I don't know if you guys heard of, you guys all know who Steve Harvey is. And he does these outtakes or during commercial breaks, he sits and he has like conversations with the audience. And he did this one years ago and it's called Parachute or Jump. I would highly recommend you Google that right now, Steve Harvey Parachute or jump and go watch that video if you're looking to take that step or to jump into entrepreneurship or to start your business. It, to me, those words that he talked about was life-changing. And I still listen to it every so often just because it gets me so pumped up. And when I talk to other new business owners or people that are getting into the industry or questioning whether they should make a move or do something risky, I always send them to that link and I say, just listen to this. This is, to me, hits home for me. It Hopefully, it'll hit home for you, but it'll kind of give you an idea of what's in store for you and what you're capable of doing. So, Steve Harvey, Parachute or Jump, I can't remember which one it is, but I think it both comes, it comes up that way. But if you type in Parachute Steve Harvey, for sure, that link will come up on YouTube. Watch it and listen to it, and hopefully that'll help you answer your question. To me, one of the things with this industry also is yes, you know, like John is saying, there's always a fear, right? And you should always be fearful of whether you're going to make it or not. One of the beauties of our industry is, you know, if you're planning on starting a business and you're planning on buying a route, for the most part, you're going to have some guaranteed income because we provide a service and we're paid within those 30 days. So, as long as you stay on top of your billing, as long as you send those invoices out at the beginning of the month rather than at the end of the month, you're going to be able to create that cash flow. And you know that if you're servicing 50 pools, 75 pools, whatever it is, for the most part, you can count that you're going to have a good chunk of that money coming in. And that will kind of get rid of a little bit of that fear. And it's another one of those reasons when I was looking at the business. I looked at the pool industry and I liked it is because it's not something that you bill and it's 90 days later that you're getting that income. It's like every month, you know, that you'll have that amount coming in. Now, like John said, obviously it's a business. You need to be all in because if you're not all in and you start losing customers left and right, and you don't do the things that you're supposed to, then you're going to put yourself in a bad spot. So guys, let's do this. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors. When we come back, we will continue. The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. 
the sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available, Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pull Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking to John. We're talking to Zach. We are talking about the Western Pool and Spa Show. We are also talking about Mark's questions getting into the industry. So let's continue our conversation. And my next question is, when I talk about getting into the business, what can differentiate my service or my company from the competition? For this one, I think it's, I'll use another one of John's sayings, the low hanging fruit. I think that's what Everyone needs to strive to master these things first. You know, the dressing and acting as a professional, answering the phone, show up when you say you will, do what you say, and, you know, delivering on your promises. I think we've talked about it time and time again, but that's the stuff we overlook and we're trying to chase the bigger things. I say start there. And once you master those, I mean, I think immediately you'll differentiate yourself from the competition. And once you master those, then you start looking for more creative ways to do it. And I talked about this the last time we did the first half of this, the questions about how I'm watching a lot more professionals really master these things. And it's making me start to wonder what's the next step? Because that was one of these were the things that for us in the beginning that we did well and that did separate us. And now as the more people that do these things, the less different we seem from those people. So what's the next thing? And that's kind of where I'm at in our journey. What about you, John? I think Zach absolutely nailed it. And that's that would be my answer to the question. We're one of the few industries where us as smaller operators, one single person running the business far up exceeds or outweighs the corporate, you know, business or, you know, the big companies. It's where like, you know, retail, for instance, it's hard to open up a retail store. The majority of big retail stores are big retail corporate and they're used to like professionalism and structure and how they attend to things and how they deal with issues and problems, how they answer the phone. They have structure where people are used to that, right? There's not many small hardware mom and pop shops, right? In the pool industry, to differentiate yourself from the competition is to play the game like the big boys play, right? And the low-hanging fruit, the simple shit like answer your damn phone, have a website, look professional, live up to what you say you're going to do, under-promise and over-deliver. Those types of things, keep appointments. Those types of things, if you do that, you will definitely differentiate yourself from the competition because the majority, not because they're bad business owners, okay? I want to really nail down on that or really talk about that. In no way am I saying that those of us that are out there that are having a hard time doing that, but the truth is most of them are just overwhelmed and they just can't keep up with it. And they don't know and they've never done it before and they've never ran a business like that before. And the people calling this person's business, they don't understand nine out of 10 times that it's just one guy or one girl that's doing all this work. They think you are a big business, 
So they have an expectation that these small, low-hanging fruit are easy to be picked. And that should be the funding gate for any business that's still in business in the industry. Just do that simple shit. And I guarantee you, you will stand out from the crowd. And once you've got that under control and you built that foundation, then start looking to, to, you know, for other more unique ways to set yourself aside from, from others. I really have nothing to add because you guys nailed all the points on this one. Next question. I do have the opportunity to jump in with a partner. Do you think I need a partner who I can re- rely on to help blaze a path in building the business? I mean, there's pros and cons to having a partner. And I personally have a partner and have since the beginning, we're 50-50. And it, I think it helped in the beginning for sure because you have a support system. Like it's scary to do this. You Having someone there to kind of go through the experiences with you and you can lean on them, they can lean on you, it really helps. And then I had a reason, like I said, we didn't have much to be accountable to back then, but I had my partner to be accountable to. Like I had at least had Justin that I had to make this work before we had families and all this. So I think that for me, having a partner helped a lot. And the other thing about it is that we are not like-minded, I guess. We're very like-minded outside of work, but when it comes to like working personality, we're very different. And I think that's part of why we work so well is because if I had another me, we would probably have a bunch of problems around here. If we had another him, we'd have a bunch of problems. So it's kind of having that balance, I guess. And then now that we've built up, I have a lot more accountability to everyone that works here. So that little bit of accountability that I had with a partner in the beginning, that's just tenfold now. But if you have a partner, just make sure you or have a clear understanding of what everyone's roles and responsibilities are. Again, planning, just lay it all out, make sure everyone knows what the expectations are. And I think that, I think it'll work. What about you, John? What are your thoughts? I don't know, man. I'm torn on this one. I think John's going to go left field on this one. Look, it's tough. And, you know, I think personally that what Zach has going on works really well. And Zach got lucky, just the bottom line. And think about this. How many employees do you hire? And how many truly work out or how many employees that you go through that you hire end up being a, an amazing employee or, you know, the best of the best or, you know, oh my God, I, I struggled with this one. Think about that. Now think about teaming up with a partner, right? And taking those same odds, getting a partner and imagine thinking everything's going great and how badly a bad partner can F up your business, right? If you choose the wrong one or you have the wrong one. So it's tough. Um, It really is. And I only personally would see that as if you need to have that financial backing in order to make it work would be the only option or only way I would personally relinquish some ownership of my company if I needed that. But if I was in that position, I would personally have to regroup and figure out why am I in that situation and what else do I need to fix and throwing money at something isn't going to fix it. But I look at it like, you know, if I'm going to split my business 50-50, well, I'm going to also split my profits 50-50. Well, why not just hire somebody and take the profits that I'm making right now and hire somebody really good and give them that much money to help them run my business, but be an employee of mine, right? But pay them well. And at the end of the day, it's my decision whether or not I want them on board or if shit goes awry, I can get rid of them and find somebody else to bring them on board. That's my mentality. I would rather take that approach before bringing somebody in. Now, on the other hand, if you're just starting the business, right, and you're at the inception and that's how Zach, that's how it started with Zach, correct? You know, you guys first started this together and you grew into this. That's also a different story too. But if you're currently in business and you're looking to bring on a partner, I'd be very weary. It, and, I want to circle back because I totally agree. Yeah. And I would 100%. It was mostly luck because that's number one piece of advice is watch for partners and that. And then the other thing is we've been best friends since childhood. So I had a long time to really vet who my partner was going to be. And I do talk to a lot yep. of guys that are like, hey, I'm thinking about bringing someone on board and I'm thinking about giving them 20% of the business or 30% of the business. 
And people too easily throw out that equity to try to incentivize people. And 100%, John, like 100%, if you do that, you are potentially making so much of a headache for yourself down the road. Because once that marriage is intact, it there's a lot that comes with it. And so I, you know, I think there's probably more creative ways. And then definitely each partner needs to bring value. So I knew nothing about pools. I jumped in, got a job, started learning, but Justin had already been in the industry doing repairs and mastering all that. And, you know, everyone kind of knows the story. Now we started with repairs and that's why. And so whether it's an equity person that's or a financial person that's putting in money or whatever, but I agree, be very wary. We were lucky. John, I'm going to tag into something that you always talk about, but, you know, if you're going to start now and you're going to buy a route or whatever it is, I think one of the things that you need to look at, if you are going to go down the path of, I am going to get a business partner is really look at that strength based. So look for somebody that's going to complement your weaknesses because you're trying to build that business. And so Let's say that John and I decide to go in business. We're both really good at talking to the customers. We both hate doing billing. Uh, we're both good at doing repairs, right? Neither one of us want to do startups or whatever it is. We're not complementing each other. So you're not going to be able to grab that business and launch it to the next level. I think like John was saying, if it's a money situation that you are going to buy a route together so that you guys could do it together, you know, you really do need to do your homework a lot deeper, but also figure out if I'm going to find a partner, it's I'm going to go with that strength-based mentality that John always talks about and make sure that that partner is going to be exactly kind of like Zach, right? Justin already had all the experience and the repairs and all that, and he could focus on something else. And that's kind of what seems to work really well for you guys is that you're both running a different part of your business and you're not arguing over the same things that you're both good at. And now you kind of have a personality problem where he thinks you should do it this way and you think you should do it this way. And that kind of starts to bring in that friction. All right, next question. And this is an interesting one. I got somebody over here, Robert, you need the entrepreneur, John, entrepreneur. You need the entrepreneur and the technician. So yes, agreed. Did you like that, John? Do you like my entrepreneur? You nailed it. And my, you like my entrepreneur? You nailed it. <laughs> entrepreneur. entrepreneur. So here's an interesting question. And God, I read this a couple of weeks ago and I didn't even kind of get an answer to it. So this one's going to put me on the spot. I was reading an online article called the hundred great questions every entrepreneur should ask. And one of them was what trophy do we want on our mantle? And it made me think of you guys. So I'm throwing this in here. What trophy do you want on your mantle? So big question. I've never personally thought of it in terms of what trophy do I want on my mantle? And it's super interesting. But I put a little thought into this and I don't know if this will really answer it, but I want to build a company that people can grow with and have career opportunities. And as the company grows, more opportunities should hopefully come available and hopefully people stick with us and take advantage of those potential opportunities. And additionally, I always want, if someone does end up leaving us to pursue another job or career or opportunity for them outside of the pool boys, I want them to immediately succeed or be at a higher level than their peers because of the skills that they were able to develop while they were here with us. I want them to come in one way and leave just better from their time here. And I want people to be proud to put the pool boys down as somewhere they have worked before. Um, and then, you know, big picture, I want this company to grow beyond Justin and myself. And we're already making huge steps in that direction. It's really cool to watch it. But this, what I just said, is literally what motivates me to get up and go to work every single day. What about you, John? Um, Ooh, John's on the spot. I can tell he got put on the I, spot. His mind is the spinning. first time reading this question, right? <laughs> or listening to the question. And I don't know, you know, to be honest with you, I don't know. I don't do what I do for anybody else other than m my family, right? Everything I do is for my family and to help them out and for my friends and the people that I've met 
along that's you know along the journey. I'm not one for accolades. I'm not one for hey, I want to be the best at this or best at that, or I want to be remembered for this or remembered for that. So I really don't know. You know, I don't think I've gotten to that part in my journey yet where I don't know. Maybe that's the first question that's ever been asked of me that I don't have an answer to. It's a big um, question. But it's a it's one hell of a question, right? And it's it it's deep. What do you want to be, you know, remembered for, right? Your, your biggest accomplishment. I don't know. How about you, Edgar? Got you stumped, right? That was it's it's a good one. It's really a good question. And it was. I had read it and I said, Oh, I better, you know, think about that and with everything in the show and everything. I completely forgot it until I read it now. So I'm scrambling over here as you guys are talking and I'm thinking, you know, what do I want that trophy to be like? And I think for me, as I progress through life, the trophy that I want on there has changed over time. You know, obviously when you're younger, you want to be successful. You want to, you know, have all these things to me. Then I had kids. Then, you know, to me, my trophy want for me is, you know, the day I die, I want my kids to be able to go dad spent as much time with us as he could. He gave us as much attention as he could, right? Because the day you're gone, you're gone. That's it. You can have a lot of things. You can have a lot of wealth. You know, you don't take any of that with you. So it's what you leave behind. I think for me, if you ask me now in my journey would be obviously family number one. I want my kids to be able to say, Hey, you know, my dad was present. He was there. He gave us all the time that he could. And then number two, I think now as our journey has been created with Pool Nation and the drive to help people and stuff like that is, you know, being able to make a difference in, in people's lives and being able to, for us, help the pool pros and allow them to be successful. And I think the day that I'm gone, I want my kids to be proud that I was there. And then I just want other people in this world to go, man, because of these guys, I was able to succeed and I was able to be great at what I did. So I think for me, it's kind of changed. And I think as you get older, things kind of start to shift. Mm -hmm. To me, at this stage of my life, friendships be become more important, you know, than anything else. I guess that's it. I guess that's all I have. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. It's tough. It's, How do you, it's like summing up your whole life. Yeah. In... <laughs> in in one actor, or I don't know, it's a tough one, and but you nailed it. I mean, it's I don't know, and, it's tough. And there's and there's nothing wrong, people, for you guys that are thinking right now, what's my trophy? Is it's okay for it to change as you progress through life? And I think as you mature I, and get you know, older. Yeah. I did have a mentor one that said, you know, at anything that you do in life, you just make sure that you leave it better than it was before you left, and that's your recipe for success, yeah. right? There's going to be some things in life that you're going to be part of, but you can't be there forever, but just make sure that ever it was, you left it better than it was before. So anyways, that one kind of stumped us a little bit, right? Kind of, we're all kind of like, but, but you know why? <laughs> and I'll tell you why. And this is the truth sure. is all three of us have a hard time really talking about ourselves. Like as far as, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, I don't know. It, you get what I'm saying, yep, right? I got you. you. Understand I got you saying? 100%. We're like this. <laughs> Wait, yeah, where's the camera? You know, so it's like, we're like uh, this. Uh, yep. Yeah. So, okay. All right, guys, let's do this. Let's take our final word from our sponsors. When we come back, John, Zach, I'm excited that you're both back and I'll be able to get your final thoughts. The Hyper Pole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. 
You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. So welcome back, everybody. We're talking to Zach. We're talking to John. We talked about the Western Pool and Spa Show, and now we are finishing Mark's questions with regards to starting in the pool industry. So let's see here. Let's do some final thoughts. Zach, I'll start with you. Well, to be honest, I'm like emotionally drained from before we started this podcast and going through it. My face hurts from smiling and laughing. I have no more <laughs> happiness. I'm just going to be angry the rest of the day. It's com- my happiness tank is just completely depleted right now. So yeah, thanks, John. John, go ahead and play the little audio thing so that right, people, on, you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it going. Uh, John, I'm going to put that shit, as my ringtone for Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody listen to Zach. <laughs> I have no idea where that came from. But it's on the internet now. That's a beautiful thing about 2022 is you can't do anything without the world knowing about it. But regarding this episode, great questions. It made me think a lot. And I love this because whenever we get asked a question, I have to work through it and really put a lot of thought into it. And a lot of times it helps me gain more clarity on what we're doing here, what we're trying to do. So please keep the questions coming. You can go on poolnation.com and submit them and we'll keep answering them. And I do have a kind of wrap it up. I have a random question. Do you guys have fires going on up there, Edgar? Like wildfires in Fort Worth or something? Because we got a lot of smoke in the area and I heard it's coming from up there. Not that I know of, but I'll be honest to you. I, I've been going through some stuff here at home and taking care of and stuff like that. And so I haven't been able to get a lot of sleep and watch TV and I didn't even watch the news today or even jump on my phone to read the news. So we, we could. And It's really wild. I mean, I know, I don't know if in your area, John, if when the wildfires are happening, if you guys get smoke coming through, but from growing up in Idaho, um, we would get the that. fires constantly. Yeah, smoke coming through and walk it out today. You can smell kind of that wood smoke. Yeah, but see, we have, we get a lot of fires because they're in the mountains, right? And we, mountains where there aren't, but you guys don't even have any mountains over there. No. Where are the fires coming That's, from? Yeah. I, I wouldn't. It yeah, could be a lot of weird. dry. We have a lot of land, so it's just kind of all dry. I was just looking it up as you're talking about it. It says Central Texas, so I'm not sure. Got to take a look at that and see. Anyways. Yep. Anyways, John, final thoughts? I don't know. I'm glad to be back. This is fun. I'm glad to have Zach back and us getting back into the groove. I can truly say, I don't know what it is, but I think it was during the second commercial break that I walked out and then I thought, you know what? I go, Wow this is actually getting pretty good where I think, you know, the conversations we're having, you know, if, when we first started the podcast, we were like, okay, we're going to talk about topics. We're going to do this. We're going to kind of see how it evolves and where it goes. And we've seen podcasts come and go over the years, not just in the pool industry, but any podcast, because eventually topics run out and, you know, you kind of start talking about the same shit over and over again. And I, you know, one thing with us, we really never have had that issue. And it seems like every podcast and, you know, every topic, especially now that we're getting a lot of interaction from the guys and girls that are out there asking these questions, just great question and stuff that really matter. It's, it hypes me up and I'm like, wow, okay, you know, we're getting somewhere. And, you know, this is, I think we hit like a milestone and I can see that our podcasts are just getting, I don't know, more comfortable and getting 
getting better and the topics are really juicy and some of them are controversial. And I love hearing that on a lot of the things that, you know, we don't agree on, on everything, which I think is very healthy because no two, you know, no two people are the same and everybody's situation is a little bit different and to hear different sides. And I don't know, I just think it's really great. It's because it's one thing always like, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with John. Yeah, I agree with this. And then to have, no, well, actually, I don't agree with that or, you know, or I, I see it a different way. And, and to feel comfortable doing that just speaks volumes to our friendship and the honesty behind what we're really talking about here, you know. And Mark, for that question with that mantle thing, I'm going to leave this podcast where it impacted me because now I'm going to do a little digger deep in thoughts into, you know, I'm like, you know, dude, what are you doing all this really for? You know, it's easy to say we're doing it for family and because... I mean, that's only my whole existence. That's how I was raised. Everything I do, good or bad or anything at the end of the day, the first thought behind every decision I make is how is this going to impact my family, which means the most to me. And then from there, it's like I said, the friendships that I have and the people that I've met throughout my journey. And I'm going to be pondering that. And hopefully one podcast or 10 podcasts or 100, 200 podcasts later, I might have the answer for that. But that's it. Great. I got a lot of shit to do today. Got a lot of repairs. A lot got of a full repairs day. to do today. I got to get going. I have like four new quotes that I got to go do, and we got. Feels like every light and every pool has gone out. So, or I've just been putting them off. <laughs> I don't know, but I probably have like fifteen lights I need to do. <laughs> I'm gonna go Damn. try to take like six or seven of them today. So, it's just like what? Another light? Holy shit, man! And we don't change light bulbs, right? We pull new fixtures. I'm gonna get wet today. That's for sure. Janie, I know that you're listening, so please send us a couple of pictures, please, because I, oh, I have one. Zach, don't. I was going through my phone because I was cleaning out, and I had one where John is in the middle of this pool, and it's you know, it's really long. So he's actually in the pool with his pole and his vac vacuuming the pool. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that I one, Zach? That one. Yeah. No, I got to send oh, it to yeah. you. Best I'll send it to you. In the pool vacuuming. Yeah, great. he's literally in the middle of the pool, right? It's probably what, like all five feet deep, John? It's probably not that deep, the yeah. pool? Yeah. Five feet deep all the way across, 40 feet across, infinity edge, Infinity right? edge, yeah. And it's far, you just can't get there. And it was 120 degrees out. And it the only way you can get to it is that way. And I had to get in the pool to do it for the climb. We need to talk to Ken and get you a longer pole. Right? <laughs> I don't think John wants a longer pull. I think you wanted to get more in the pool no. than. <laughs> it wasn't. Okay, look. So uh, I don't want people to think that I'm jumping in customers' <laughs> pools because I'm fucking vacuuming. Right? So look, they did. What ended up happening is they did a big remodel at that house. And while they were doing remodel, they did the decking. And the, the nutsacks that were doing that remodel, they ended up getting a bunch of mortar and grout and shit that stuck to the pebble tech inside the pool. So it was literally like cemented onto the pebble tech and a lot of the pieces I could break up and I can vacuum up and get through, but some of them you just couldn't get to. So I had to go in there with a flathead and get underneath and just break it away, like chisel it off and get it off the pebble tech. And that's why I was in the pool. And then all the little pieces I was vacuuming out. So, so see Zach, how a picture doing. has a thousand stories. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the true reality of it, we just kind of thought that he was having fun because it was 120 degrees out and it was actually a lot yeah. deeper than <laughs> than the yeah, picture shows. There was shows. a reason for it. it was. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there was a reason for it. There was a yeah. reason. Look, guys, I really enjoy having us together on the podcast. Every time one of you guys is not on the podcast, it's it kind of has a different feel to it. And, you know, it just it gets me in a good mood. Like once we kind of jump on, we start you know, bantering, we kind of have a good time and then I'm ready to kind of go and, and slay the day. So I appreciate your guys's friendship, John. It was super fun hanging out with you. I think I enjoyed that. One of the most big things out of the show is just being able to hang out with you and Janie, big shout out to Janie, Zach, we missed you a lot. So hopefully for the next one and we're already starting our next one will be the international show in Vegas. So we've already agreed that we're going to, we're going to kidnap you yeah. if you can't make it. We're just going to go, you're going to see a white van pull up yep. pool boys <laughs> and we're going to put a potato sack over your head and we're going to throw you into the back of the van and take you off to the airport. Yeah. There's not an option next time. So, and 
normally the van pulls up and talks to the kids and says, here, you want some candy or, you know, here's a little dog. All we got to do, John, is wow. show up on the van now and we're go going off the deep end here and go, Hey, let's talk pools. And Zach will be in the van. <laughs> right. <laughs> You'll go to Zach. Want candy? No. Want to see the dog? No. Hey, let's talk pools. Okay. Where do I get in? <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. We will catch you guys next Wednesday on the Instagram Live. Everybody out there, have a great day. We'll talk later. Bye, guys. See you, guys. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com. Pool Nation, all rights reserved. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in a verbal or nonverbal way may not be distributed. It may not be distributed in any social media platforms or transmitted in any other forms or any other means, including recording or other electronic or mechanical methods without the prior written permission of Pool Nation.